This is the UU Perspective with your host, Sharon Merrill. This is episode number 32 of the UU Perspective podcast, where you hear weekly interviews from Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists that are changing the world. Whether you're already a member or a seeker exploring the faith, there is something here for everyone. So as you sit, walk, jog, or drive, enjoy the conversations you're about to hear. So we're going to revisit the Opus group today, and Opus is the spiritual retreat that happens each year in August for young adults ages 18 through 35. And last episode number 29, I spoke with Elizabeth Mount. And this time, I'm going to be speaking to Dominic Giafaloni. And he's a very, very passionate person about just anything that he talks about. And I called it the rant because he he called it that also. And I just had a lot of fun uh, speaking to him. And so I asked him about his activist events he's been involved in just throughout his life. And also what it is to be involved in a congregation and how how we should be with them. And the, the whole idea of being inclusive, again, for our young adults and bringing them into what we're doing and what's happening in the church and not just, you know, setting up chairs or helping out with coffee hour, going above and beyond that. And Dominic will speak to that a bit more. So let's get to it. And here is Dominic. And what's your name? Hi, my name is Dominic Jeffaloni. I've uh, and I think I'm still officially a member of Beverly Unitarian Church in Chicago. I okay. might not be. Um, but, like, seriously, though, shout out to BUC. Castle in the house. What, what? Um, it's a castle. It's, that's like, it's, like, it's like the only Unitarian church that's actually a castle. Cool. So it's, it's like the only kind of fan because I was super small. I've also been uh, member adjacent, as lots of young, young adults are, to um, the church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I'm currently member adjacent to Second Unitarian in Chicago. Did you grow up UU? Yeah, I grew up UU. I grew up in Beverly Unitarian. It was great. I loved it. I loved uh, like selling Christmas trees, you know, <laughs> or holiday trees, or even Yule trees. Mm-hmm. That was like the big fundraiser. It was like my first job. The thing I really like about growing up at UU is that it gives you like a base. Like literally, I'll go to like my home church. I haven't been there in like almost five, almost like ten years. Um, like having like attended church regularly, and people are like, oh, Dominic, you know you, like you know we helped raise you, you know what I mean? And like I have um, friends who I still hang out with, and they'll like cut my hair for free. <laughs> or, or my friend uh, Corinne and Michelle, they are, uh, they would like they gave me a tent to bring this thing, and I was like, I need a tent, and like it's nice to like you know when you're like a poor young person to have more financially stable, like people with more stuff will give it to you and be like, yeah, sure, I take it. So that's why I like it. It's like it bridges your intergenerational community, which is mm-hmm. kind of nice. So no, I grew up UU. I did UU stuff, you know, most of my life. Mm-hmm. Went to YouthCon. And I just want to say that like YouthCon is probably the most important thing that you can do, that we, that we do mm-hmm. to maintain and keep your young adults and like to have young people in there. Because like once we have YouthCon, and continue on with Young Adult Con, and continue on 
stuff, like even about programming services, you know what I mean? That's like how we stay in the faith. Like, you know, I have a bunch of friends who like kind of like fell through the cracks because mm. either because of various reasons where like there wasn't a space or there wasn't self agency in youth and young adult planning and funding. I want to say that really clearly, <laughs> UUA and all the districts out there. And we're like, oftentimes, like it's like it's a common thing where like the districts will come in and say, "Oh, we're gonna restructure this for your own good," but really, you're just moving things away. You're, you're 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 breaking a system that was fixed, that was fine, maybe not perfect, because especially when it's like handed down to us mm-hmm. instead of saying instead of the district being like, "Hey, you guys should think about it, like you know making your system better. How can we help you? How can we support you? Support equals money." Um, support equals money. Sorry, I shouldn't whisper that. Support <laughs> equals money. Um, things like that. Uh, if, I, if I have a soapbox, I'm going to use it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. But, but I can just talk about like, you know, being a young adult and how my faith influences my activism and how my faith does that. I'm not going to lie. I don't particularly, like, I'm super down with like Unitarian activism. Just because, um, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of pushback from congregations, you know, where, mm-hmm. like, things like, like, okay, so, like, the same people who will cut out the black in our Black Lives Matter signs. I, I'm not saying that that's from the church, but I'm saying that theme is possible. I know there's a lot, still, there's been a lot of pushback within congregations for the Black Lives Matter and saying we should have all lives matter. And, like, obviously that's bull****. I'm not here to talk about that. But, so, like, things like that, where... And oftentimes, like, the people who have the most power in a congregation will also have those positions in a lot of ways. Um, so it's things like that, and also, but also things where it's hard to do Unitarian activism because we don't necessarily support our activists as much, right? Like, I was, I was in a group of Unitarian activists, and I was like, what we really need to support Unitarian activism would be, like, a bail fund. Honestly, you know, I mean, that's what we do. Like, you know, our Reverend uh, Morales, okay, like he got arrested, right? You know what I mean? I want to get arrested for things like that, honestly, too. But I would need funding for that, honestly, right? Right. Um, you know, like Elizabeth Mount, she was hanging from the bridge to stop the Arctic. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no Elizabeth Mount is like one of my heroes. And I really am encouraged to stay in my faith. When I meet all these like cool people who are my peers, but are also gonna like try and be like ministers in my face, mm-hmm. that gives me life. Wow. You know, and there have been times where I've been thinking, you know, sometimes I feel like grumpy with the faith. I feel like that we we can get lazy in our, in our analysis of social issues. I understand, you know, what I mean that like a lot of things are changing in our society really fast mm-hmm. for some people in like older generations to like catch up with. Right. Um, I know I heard a study that the UUA did. It was like, would you be okay with having a trans minister, mm-hmm. you know, in, in your congregation? And it was really a really very sad high number. The 70s or 80% people were like, no, we wouldn't be, you know? Hmm. That's horrible. That's also job security too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I empathize in some way where like, you know, someone grew up in a society and culture that is like that, and like our society and culture is changing so fast, so I get it, but I mean, what, what did Bob Dylan say, you know? Uh, if you can't lend a hand, 
sit back. I don't remember from God. There was definitely a Bob Dylan lyric mm-hmm. that I would quote that would be so perfect mm-hmm. for all the people who I'm trying to talk to right now who, who would listen to. Um, but yeah, so do you have questions for me? I'm just like ranting. Well, I was going to say, what has been, yeah. what have you been involved in, you oh, know, yeah. activist wise? Oh, of course. Yeah, of give, course. Me, give me some examples. Um, well, let me think. In high school, I really didn't do much. I did poetry slam in high school, and that was my thing. Um, but once I went to college, I lived in southern Illinois, and I was very strong with our like anti-fracking movement mm. in southern Illinois, and that was really great. And then, like that, and uh, the Occupy movement, which was in Carbondale, which was adorable, admittedly, and like small, but also <laughs> was really good at like helping radicalize my generation in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, you know that, and like hearing, you know, visionaries and leaders of our of our faith, like Chris Crass. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if anyone doesn't know him, like friend him on Facebook, he'll accept you, and he'll have and he'll have like really amazing things. There's a lot of really great organizing for white anti-racist allies. Wow. Okay. And he's also like one of my like Unitarian faith heroes. Okay. When I see people like Chris Cross and stuff like that, uh, it like gives me like hope that mm-hmm. like you know eventually we'll be the old people on our boards, right? <laughs> and, but not to say that like you know we we shouldn't be on our boards now, and we are in many cases, on our boards, mm-hmm. on the boards of directors. And I do, do appreciate that. But we also don't usually have time for mm-hmm. that in a lot of ways. I've done anti-fracking stuff a lot. Uh-huh. I've done various environmental stuff. Maybe some, I've done some anti-strip mining stuff. I keep by Carbondale. Um, when I moved, this was in Carbondale. When I moved back to Chicago, though, I did a lot of the Black Lives Matter activism just because it's, it's there and it's prevalent. I live at 50th and Ashland, which is on the south side and back of the yards, um, which is just north of uh, Inglewood, which mm. everyone knows because it's the scary Inglewood. Um, uh, and I've been doing a lot of that, and like and I see it in my life every day, you know? Like, I, I know how like, we as, you know, a largely, let's be honest here, y'all, white faith, you know, where we don't see it and we can't know in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But we also just have to listen and hear people who, like, do know, have the lived experience. I see, like, literally outside of my window, people getting stopped and frisked almost every day. Huh. Yeah. And it's terrifying, yeah. um, and it's scary. You know what I mean? Um, and we and that doesn't happen to us. Us being like you know nice white liberal Unitarians, <laughs> because we aren't the ones that are racially profiled. Mm-hmm. So, like, so I do a lot of that activism. I still do a lot of environmental activism in Chicago with Rising Tide Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I don't really. It's hard to do Unitarian activism because, like I said, we don't. We're not really supported as much. We are. We're, we're supported when we do things like acts of witness. You know, and when we do things like all right petitions, right? But I've never haven't like I've never heard of like a Unitarian bail fund. I've never heard of like a Unitarian like action training camp. You know, it's things like that. Like, I would feel like honestly a Unitarian bail fund would be great. Like with Tim to Christopher. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember in the GA in I want to say Fort Lauderdale maybe. Uh, we tried to have an act of immediate witness to support him, and that was shot down through some stupid procedural method essentially you know oh, wow. right and I feel like I get it. we need bureaucracy especially in GA but also that I feel like there should be either some way or to either like streamline the procedure or some way to do that and I'm sure in like a previous GA we like maybe probably passed a resolution for him I know that like like in our hearts, support is there almost completely right yeah. like that's one of the easy things like giving people water is like one of the things like if you're not you know, mm-hmm. on on board of that, you should really reconsider your faith. You know, you should, you should really like do some <laughs> right. soul searching and be like, you know, we are water, right? It's like literally denying people life. 
Right. 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 That's the pro-life movement I want to be a part of, guys. Is giving is, is universal water. Um. So so that's kind of I guess where I'm at. Where uh-huh. I'm, you know, I I love my faith, but mm-hmm. I'm still frustrated by it a lot of times. You mm-hmm. know, um, places like Opus and spaces like this though are like what literally connects me mm-hmm. to like the source of what what my Unitarian faith is. Though you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like. Like when it, and it's great because like we do our own thing and we worship differently. You know, we have. Yeah. Have, you, have you have you been to our worship? Are you gonna stay for worship? No, I won't be able to. No, okay, no. So that's okay. Yeah. Well, we do like things differently. We're like yeah. you know, we don't have uh, pulpits. You know, we just mm-hmm. like sit around a fire and talk and do like a ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's very powerful. And that's that's usually what youth do too. And that's why we do it because we liked it when we were youth. You know, mm-hmm. and it is not to like on uh, you know pulpits or things like that because I've had really amazing great um, sermons from like Reverend Adam or uh, Jennifer Nordstrom or people like that too mm-hmm. but like seriously like, things like this are like what connect me yeah. to my Unitarianism and this is like you know how you do keep us have us when we are making money theoretically you know and then we can <laughs> donate to your pledge drives and like your uh, you know fancy new buildings in Boston or whatever right <laughs> um <laughs> Right. I'm just. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go here, because we're because we're Unitarian Universalists, and of course we have our rants about these things, and that's why I love us because we are like you know these agitated people that like you know somehow get together and once in a while like work something out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like you know that's that's the part of the point almost. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Do you have any more questions? I'm, I'm. I can talk forever. I know. I know. <laughs> You're so interesting, though. I love oh, it. Oh, it's great. Um, I, oh, my gosh. Because uh, I'm not Catholic, obviously. No, no one in the house is Catholic. <laughs> Don't tell any of our funders. Um, <laughs> But uh, at least no one knows. We had a couple people who are, like doing discernment for being a nun or a priest, which is great. They're yeah. cool and they're awesome, you know. Um, and so doing things like that, where like I live and work in a domestic violence and homelessness shelter for Latino women and their kids, nice. right? Yeah. Huh. And and it's great too. And, and my friend Erin uh, did that and was also very involved in her church mm-hmm. and got a lot of support from her church too. And we love that. Mm-hmm. That's honestly what you, you, you and your adults need, right? Is mm-hmm. like when we do do things like that. When we do, like, put ourselves on a limb, right? Just, like, the small things. Like, Erin had to, like, leave the house for a little while, right? Just because, like, she was going down. So, like, a friend was like, hey, do you want to babysit my kids as I'm going out? Right? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Like, we can literally, like, maybe not save our lives, but it could also literally save our lives. But, like, yeah, could, like yeah. save our right. sanity and stuff like that, right? right? And that's where we, like, that's why I go to church, too. Is because, like, you know, sure, I'm the guy that will, like, help you put up your chairs, you know, and sit up the tables. And I understand that, obviously, like, you know, if you've ever read thing, anything about meeting and talking to young adults, don't always go to us to ask us that. But also, though, like, we get it in a lot of ways, but also don't assume that every one of us can do that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm the guy who will go to any church, pop in, and be like, hey, I'm doing your dishes now. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. It was a yeah. good coffee hour. Right. Um, but yeah, but that's why I like being Unitarian because mm-hmm. I can go to, to do dishes in the New Orleans church in uh-huh. first New Orleans and the person who I'm doing dishes next to um, was good friends with my minister before she was a minister and I would watch and her daughter and my minister's daughter who was also my uh, youth group coordinator mm-hmm. right, played together when they were kids uh-huh. and like, she like pulled out baby pictures on her iPhone. 
I was like, oh, oh man. itty bitty adorable Matt. <laughs> um, I think my goal is to also like secretly name drop enough people so like someone can hear this and like listen to this podcast and be like, oh, I know this kid. You yeah, know, right, like, right. I know one of these people. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm name dropping a lot. Okay, because that's what that's also a good thing about being a channel is that we do we're all we're also small too. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not good that we're small in all cases, but it's good mm-hmm. because like you know, like I'm sure if we talked long enough, we would know people. I'm sure we know people. I'm sure we oh. know people from Ohio. Right? Oh, sure, yeah. exactly, right? Right. I, I, I can do that for people on the West Coast. I can do that for yeah. Canadian Unitarians now because of because of Opus. Right. I know a bunch of Canadian Unitarians. Yeah. Which is amazing too, and that's and that, I, I love that about us. You know, I love. Mm-hmm. Like truly, like a deep spiritual satisfaction, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like I like you know offer that oftentimes to other people too, yeah. you know, and I feel like that's really the beautiful part about opus and things like this, where we can you know hang out in the woods and like you know be away from maybe the people who say, hey, can you put up these chairs <laughs> all the time, and like I said, like I so said, well, what yeah. would you, what do you envision uh-huh. to really be asked to do? To reason to do? Yeah. I mean, hey, can you put up these chairs, but also you know, do you want to be on the board? You know, or like okay. you want to steer the social justice community, or like you know, hire be be the DRE. You know, uh-huh. um, and I do usually get. I actually was asked to apply to be the DRE for third uh, in Chicago, which was great. You mm-hmm. know, um, I didn't get it. That's fine. Totally, like no, no, no hate on that at all. By mm-hmm. the way, third. Sorry, guys. I love you guys. <laughs> actually, have a great church. Um, <laughs> seriously, I was like, ooh, because like I wouldn't go to it. Cause it's too far away, but like I would be excited to go to it because I, I would get paid to do it. Uh-huh. But I'd also be excited to go to because it it's a beautiful church. But it's like super far uh-huh. on the west side, so I was like, Phew. <laughs> not gonna go to it any other time. Maybe if they have like an event, they'll go. Um, <laughs> but like I mean, my, my my friend Jane Ords is uh, the minister there too. Mm-hmm. Is the interim minister. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like you know things like that. So I'm sorry. What would you, what, what what would you want? Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I like what what our demands are. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> what do you want to be asked? What to do you want to be asked? To? And like, and honestly, in a lot of ways, we get a lot of good like face on that. Like I know, like with Zeke and oh, this is good. I think Tim, right, on the board, mm-hmm. right, and they're young adults, right, mm-hmm. and they're good. Like have like really mostly good, good ideas, you know, and they have. Then that's great. You know that like that is honestly what we want too. But we also want that you know on all levels yeah. of the church too. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's good to do that. But also sometimes like we, I, I I've been to churches where people will like look at you and like, oh, are you staying? You know, like you know, would you would, would, if you were like dating someone, would you be like, hey, are you staying? Right. You know, it would creep someone out a little bit. I mean, I understand, but also I don't go to church that often because like. Like, honestly, on Sundays, there's free yoga, and I do that instead. I'm sorry. And, yeah. You know, I'll go to your church events, too, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I find church communities in different places, too. And also, I know this might be terrifying, but I know there's a lot of people who are, like, doing alternative churches. We do church like, a bar, like a coffee shop, too. Right. And that's that's fun, too, and that's good, too. And, like, eventually, if I do settle down and do the whole hegemony uh, partner and kids thing, right, I mm-hmm. will go to Unitarian Church. Baseline. My kids need Alice. If I have if I have Spawn, they're getting that sex ed, which is also the thing I think we do amazingly. That's great. Yes. Um, and youth cons, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like what we need though is, especially for youth cons, is a staff person. When I grow, when I grew, growing up, I had the best youth con experience. I know this because I've talked to other people's youth con experiences, mm-hmm. and they liked it. But the Central Midwest District had Kimberly Tomcats Carlson. And she was literally the queen mother goddess of youth, of cons, right? (laughs) 
No, it was right. amazing because Kimberly was awesome because, and, and like I said, this, this is what she did. She had all these kids and I was like, here, you're, you're the ones in charge, right? I will set limits of reasonable adult things like no sex, right? And like, you know, no drugs and alcohol, right? But for the most part, and like, and I'll, I'll be a resource to you, but you guys have to do the work and put on your own cons. And that's good. And so that's a learning experience for a lot of different reasons, but it also engages mm-hmm. youth in cons, right? And, um, and that's great, you know what I mean? And that one, I'm gonna say Kimberly is probably, definitely the reason I'm here now, and still even engaging in humanism, because like, I'm sure if I didn't have cons or things like that, I would have gone to my church and been connected to my church, you know? Yeah. I would never go to, go to like a GA, you know? I would never go to this. Mm-hmm. I would never do anything above and beyond the call of like, you know, just going to church once in a while. Maybe I'd like, church hop vaguely mm-hmm. right but things like that is like literally not just connect me but like plug me in and immerse me wow. in yeah. my in my my faith and that's and that's really important to, to, to us right and like mm-hmm. i said again i'm gonna reiterate this i have like talking points almost now that i've just like developed talking here right engagement agency and yeah funds resources um and things like that and just, or, or things like you know like letting us use uh the church for free, for like events, right. sometimes, right? Yeah. As long as like no one's nothing scheduled, I don't, any any kind of things, either activist circles that we do or things like that. It's like I know, and I know, obviously, some churches are more economically gifted than others, mm-hmm. or blessed, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And that's real. Um, but like, when when a young, when a young adult sees things, like you know, like we have a flat screen TV, but not a food pantry. Uh-huh. Swerve. Okay. okay. You know? <laughs> Swerve. Swerve. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just like, just like, oof. Uh, so like I said, so things like that. Yeah. You know, um, I'm like... So really looking at the pri- priorities. We're looking at the priorities, the right? Yeah. Like the priorities of church. And usually, honestly, we are decent at that, you know? Mm-hmm. Where, where at least we try. And obviously, like, you know, and we always pat ourselves on the back, like, oh, at least we're not like, you know, the... Evangelical Baptists, the Pentecostals, stuff like that. But you know what? That's not good enough, right? Just because we're, you know, the highest, you know, common denominator, right? Doesn't mean we yeah. can't go like, above and beyond or better, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that we shouldn't keep pushing ourselves. And like, I was talking to Allie Tharp about this. Our thing is that we have to, you know, constantly push us yeah. to like, you know, more of a moral. And like idea of like right and truth. And that's fine. And I can't wait to like have a moment where some young person is like, here's why you're wrong with what you're thinking. You know, and I'll be like, oh my god, I was that I was there too, right? And I and I was gonna say it to everyone out there, you know what I mean? When someone is having that moment with you, stop and listen and think, I was that young person too, I was complaining to like, you know, my father about like how it's okay if I date a black person. Or I was complaining to my mother about how it's okay if I'm gay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where eventually, like, you know, and what friend, my friends right now are having conversations with their parents about how it's okay that they're trans, or how it's okay that they're polyamorous, or how it's okay that they don't want to live in a capitalist society and like try to live off the grid or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And like these conversations are gonna happen and there'll always be something more to push, or how it's okay that I don't trust or call cops, uh-huh. or the police, you know? And how I don't believe, or how it's okay that I'm a prison abolitionist, I don't believe people should be in cages, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these things are gonna constantly come up and push. Like I said, so I can't wait for that, and I hope 
that when I'm old, that I can, like, old. Or when I'm, like, stuck in my ways. I imagine I can be old. You know? Like, I, I still have those conversations, too, sometimes, where I was like, I don't know, that kind of weirds me out. But then I'm like, okay, no, you're right. So that's what I can't wait for. Um, and I hope that we can do that, too. And that's what I love, too, yeah. about being a Karen, is that I get to hear the woman who was cutting my hair and gave me this tent, right? She was, like, saying, oh, yeah, you know, back when I was in, like, the 80s, I was a nurse, or I was an AIDS nurse for a gay man. And I was like, oh! You're the best. Yeah. Like you are the person who I want to talk to, right? And stuff like that. And we love that. We like literally, it. We like I drip of excitement when I hear people talk about stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Because I do know, like you know, a lot of the people who are Unitarian now and are older are also like people who were like in my spot too, right? Yeah. And that's great. And like I said, I, I know a lot of environmental activists who are just like that, and that's great. And obviously, we love you guys. Um, and like you know, we, I, I strive to be more in communion. Mm-hmm. For us too, but obviously it's also a two-way street. I'm sorry, do you have any more questions? I'm just like... <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. You're right. yeah you're the, um, the one question I always ask everybody is how is Unitarian Universalism, as mm-hmm. a religious denomination, uniquely positioned to mm-hmm. serve and impact society? Okay, great. Yeah, um, we, like Garrus and Keeler, I know we have a love-hate relationship with him. Mostly love because he at least talks about us, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Garrison and Keelan and Simpson, like, ooh, right? I like, I, I, we should always be, you know, the religious vanguard. I'm sorry, I used, I used a county's term, sorry guys. But I'm gonna say it, the religious vanguard, constantly pushing people of like faith to like saying, let's be pro life in the way like we should have water access and pro life in the way that we're uh, pro human, you know, in the way that we're like, you know, have prison abolition or pro human in the way that like, you know, we, you know, strongly fight for environmental justice. And do things like not take money from oil exploration in uh, England, okay? Or sell off land for um, oil exploration rights. Things like that, that like are literally killing us, mm-hmm. right? And I, oh, I understand. Oh, you can't be perfect in like an imperfect society. Yes, I get that. I, did I drive here? Yes, I drove here, but I also carpooled too, okay? <laughs> right. Right, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we should drink, you know, buy our Priuses and whatnot and our Teslas and stuff like that. But also remember that, like, just because that. So when, so I feel like that that's honestly the special place for me for you, is what I mean, mm-hmm. is that um, I do love seeing all, like, the Black Lives Matter banners on our church because, you know, like, idiots, like, uh, like was it Ted Cruz or something, would be like, oh, MLK would hate the Black Lives Matter movement. No, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. MLK would be, like, right here with us. MLK... There was even a comparison of people who critique the Black Lives Matter movement and connecting, like, like giving them, like, saying they were saying the same exact things that the people who are, like, were writing hate mail to Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The same things, essentially, mm-hmm. right? And it's like that. So, like, whenever you say things like that, stop and think about that, y'all. And I, and I obviously understand, like, people who listen to this podcast are probably decent. I'm not, I'm sorry if I'm ranting to you guys. I'm just, I just... And, like, okay. right now, I'm super energetic because I'm in this beautiful vibrant, safe, loving community. Yeah. And that's the, those are the kind of communities that we can create if we just, you know, yeah. try hard and not fuck up. Yeah. All right. Thanks, thank, Dominic. No, thank you. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Thanks.
Thanks for listening to the UU Perspective podcast. And you can get the show notes at uuperspective.com. And you can also leave comments about any of your favorite episodes. And I'd like to give a shout out to some of our listeners. Thanks for listening, Alita Turner, and also Cece Benita from Cape Town, South Africa. Also the UU Fellowship from Solana Beach. And to all of you who are listening in the 39 countries, I'm just amazed that that the reach is so great. So thanks so much for listening and taking the time out to go ahead and make this part of your day. So until next week, have a great week and we'll see you then. (music) 